Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And if you're watching live right here on YouTube, Floor Snapper Sports, you can see I'm not alone. I got my afternoon co-host in the house with me at night, Big Dick Brett from the Brain Buster Boys. What's good, bro? A lot is pretty good right now. Good show. Good things going on in life. Yeah. Stuff's good. Good, good, dude. That's yeah. fucking great to except hear. The bang- except the Bengals losing, but I ain't concerned about that. That was comical. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty interesting game, and we'll definitely maybe talk about that tonight. We'll definitely be talking about that down the road, and you and I have kind of hit on that a little bit. And you and I are not alone. I got my every week Wednesday night Dynamite post-game show partner in the house. Justin, throw it up to sweet me, baby. Ah. How you what feeling, up, dog? Everybody, we juking and vibing over here. Oh shit! Really feeling good. Really feeling good. I know I'm feeling great after that dynamite tonight. I know in the pre-show fist fight, Justin said it was just okay. So I look forward to hearing his opinion on it. And Brett said it was good. But a couple of quick housekeeping: you can find the Wrestling Index podcast right here on Floor Slapper Sports YouTube, FloorSlapperSports.com, all audio platforms and the Visionaries Global Media Network. So make sure you're liking, subscribing, doing all that good shit. Before we talk about Dynamite, though, the PWI 500 dropped their list today. I thought it was a pretty porous list. We, over the last couple of months, have put together a, or I, I should say, have, have reached out to about 15, 20 people, got 15 lists back, top 30 male wrestlers in the world, and since the PWI 500 was released today, I figured no better time than to drop that fucking list. And I dropped it on the website, and you go to FleurCypressports.com. Check it out there. But you guys haven't seen it yet, so I wanted to go through it with you guys, get your reactions. Anyone's in the comments will get their reactions as well. The PWI 500, if you're looking at it, first of all, let's get your reactions on it. Brett's been blowing shit dick into the mic this whole time. <laughs> fucking thumbs down at it all fucking day. Yeah, shit dicking. Fucking dive into it, I guess. I mean, again, I know the time period, it's what, like June, July to June or something like that. So it's not just 2020. So there's that. But regardless, the fact that Will Ospreay is not in the top 20, it just straight up invalidates the list as far as I'm concerned. He's been healthy pretty much that whole time. I mean, yeah, I know there's a lot of kayfabe aspects to this so like he's taken a lot of l's this in that 20 in that year but give me a break i mean the fact that the guy's not in the top 20 i don't know where he landed uh but he should be number one and yeah i mean there's obviously many many issues with the list i saw the top 20 i'm like huh this is stupid um so i can't wait to see our list and obviously i know i brought some names into it that Many others didn't, like the likes of Katsuhiku Nakajima and others, I'm sure. So I'll be curious to see if they slid down in the bottom. Um, But yeah, PWI, it is what it is. We were talking about it earlier today. It's just giving us a reason to talk, but uh, it's a pretty bunk list. Yeah. Justin, what did you think, bro? Uh, 
the list never really does anything for me. Like it's just fucking stuff to twist the IWC's nuts around and get them all freaking like in a tizzy. So like, I, I never freaking like peak my interest. Every time I see it, I just go, okay, here it comes. Here comes the part where everybody's going to start losing their shit. Yep. And they did. Yeah. And we all did. <laughs> all day. Yeah. You see Moxley not in the top 10. Will Ospreay not in the top 10. Seth Rollins not in the top 10. You're like, MJF. what the fuck? MJF not in the top 10. Yeah. Shout and out and to no disrespect. No disrespect. Big E was. And he missed month. I mean, again. Neck injury aside, he wasn't even here for part of that period. And even when he was, it's not like he was great. He was thrust into that spot because he had the money in the bank contract. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I love, I love Big E, but yeah, it's just when those guys that we talked about aren't up there. Come on, and like Cody Cody being up there to me was too high for him. Kingo being too high was too high. The guy's great, but number eight, give me a break. Yeah, no way. I yeah, think we've wasted sure. enough breath on the PWI. Let's hear the floor <laughs> or the wolf pack or whatever the fuck list. Yeah, it's, it's whatever the fuck it is. You and Floor Sniper Sports Top 30 fucking male wrestlers list. Shout out to Faction Cast Podcast in the comments from the four families. Appreciate you fucking tuning in. I'll rip the five, the top 20 from the PWI 500 really quick. Roman Reigns, Okada, CM Punk, third, Hangman, fourth, Lashley, fifth. Cody Rhodes, sixth, Brian Danielson, seventh, uh, Al Vikingo, eight, Biggie, nine, Gresham, 10, Shingo, 11, Moxley, 12, Matt Cardona, 13, Josh Alexander, 14, Tanahashi, 15, MJF, 16, Seth Rollins, 17, Adam Cole, 18, Kenny Omega, 19, Drew McIntyre, 20. So, like, the conglomerate itself wasn't bad of the guys who were actually in there. I just thought the order was kind of fucking whack. Yeah. And again, obviously, just to Cardona for being as high as he was, because that's fucking awesome. Guy was killing it all year. So shouts out to yeah. Cardona. Yeah, and he's been collecting belts all over the place. He was the NWA world champion. He was doing good things in GCW. You talk about a guy who went out there and re- reinvented himself. That's what he did. But I can tell you, Matt Cardona did not make our top 30 list. I'll, I'll run it down. So we had over 100 guys who got votes in this. Nice. So na- naturally, we're not going to see all 100 of them because it's just not feasible. So the way the list was constructed, I pulled 15 people. I added up all the scores. Just like golf, the lowest score won. So here are – we did the top 30. So we'll go through the top 30 really quick. Here are your honorable mentions. I threw 10 in there. The final score or the lowest score here was Miro. So he'd be 31 coming in. So Seamus 40, Phoenix 39, Moose 38, Gresham 37, Braun Breaker 36, Jericho 35, Dax Harwood 34, Kota Bushi 33, Carmelo Hayes 32, Miro 31. And when you're looking at the actual points itself that were accrued, Miro had 395. So Miro missed wow. the top 30 by eight points. So that's that's kind of what he felt. So he was 31. And let's get into the list. So Pack, the first AEW two-belt champ, he came in at number 30 with 387 total points. Um, I don't remember. I don't have my list in front of me. I don't remember what you guys had, uh, if Pack was in there or not. 
But have you have you guys seen something like that surprises you? Go ahead, stop me, shout it out. Um, feel free. But pack thirtieth, three eighty seven. Number nice. twenty nine, Tetsuya Naito had three hundred and eighty four points, representing New Japan Pro Wrestling. I know he was on like four out of the fifteen lists, so I was glad to see that he did get. Some I'm guessing points. two of those four are in this room right now. Damn I right, think, damn fucking I, I, right. I think so. I think so. Yeah, it might have been I mean, three out of four. I, I might have had. I, I might have had Naito on on my list late. I'd have to go back. I'm gonna and try and it. find. I'm gonna try and find mine because I haven't seen it in a long time. And I was gonna make a few uh, changes, but it they were negligible, you know. Yeah, but I'm happy to go, see Naito on here for sure. Just obviously. go to FlareCyberSports.com. You can pull it up, pull the article up, and then you can see. I found it. Yeah, you can scroll down for each individual um, one of us, and you can see our own list as well. So, oh, nice! You do have them all on there. Yeah, yeah, okay. I got the whole the whole spreadsheet on there for sure. So Naito comes in nice. three three hundred eighty four points, 29th. 28th. I had him. Se- I had him seventh, by the way. So you helped get Naito into the top thirty. So yeah, you nice. shoot them titties, baby. Yeah, you helped get Naito <laughs> in there. You you got him in there. Uh, and I had Pack at twenty eight for the record. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go, man. Keep up with it for sure. Naito had uh Naito had a 10, a 25, a 19, and a, a 7 and a 13. So five out of the 15. So with the scores he got, you know, got him in there. Claudio, 377 <clears throat> was our 28th. Um, you know, he had I think he had a good start to the year and then uh, you know, he's been doing great things with AEW so far. Um, number 27, Shingo Takagi, three, 366. So I had him at guy. six. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, again, you're, you're helping out. Glad, yeah, glad these guys are on here because they obviously I think I, put him, I think I put him pretty high too. So Hell yeah. Yeah, I think you and I probably share a lot of – well, because you watch New Japan or know New Japan. So, mm-hmm. And most people or a lot that contributed don't. So Yeah. Yeah, well, we had Shingo had a 24, a 12, a 20, an 18, a 6, and a 7. So I was Shingo, the 6. Yeah, so yeah. Shingo, had, Shingo had some good some good scores on there. He would have so, been like 1 or 2 for me last year, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he was king last year. And it doesn't look like that would have made – or it might have made a little bit of difference because he's at 366 right in front of him at 365. Coming in the 26th spot is Finn Balor. What do you guys think about Finn Balor at the 26th spot? Pretty status quo. Wasn't on my list, but, yeah, I'm totally fine with it, of course. Yeah. All right. 25th spot, we got Edge with 362 points. Did either of you have Edge on your list? No, but also fine with it. I'm an Edge guy. Always have been. Guy's killing it right now. So Yeah, and he's doing well. All right, number 24, another New Japan guy. <laughs> Zach Sabre Jr. with 356 Woo! points. So uh, your New Japan guys are coming in hot. Yeah, and happy right baby. Now. Yeah, I had him at 12. Okay, so you definitely helped out with getting ZSJ in there. So 24, Zach Sabre Jr., 23. Hopefully we see this guy again in the near future. I don't know if we will. Malachi Black, 353 points. Thoughts on Black being in this spot? I know he was another guy on the edge of my list, didn't make it. But, yeah, I mean, I've said it on our show, like, it sucks. We never got to see even close to the best of him in AEW. 
like not yeah. even close to his peak. So like I kept telling Bo how great he was and how great he was. And it's like, well, shit. So yeah, hopefully he can get better and wherever he ends up, I hope we get to see that greatness again. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Number 22. I have a friend. We have a friend who's not going to be so happy about this, but Matt Riddle <laughs> comes I in. I love it. And, wow. Uh, I'm bro, surprised he's that high. Yeah. I dig he's it. On the, he's on the list. He's had a hell of a year. People respect him for it. Personally, he did not make my list, but Riddle comes in at 22, neither, but... 347 points. So good year. That match year with Finn. Riddle. That match with Finn on Monday was tight. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I really yeah, enjoyed he, that. He doesn't have he doesn't have bad matches. He put everything he does in ring is pretty goddamn spot on. Bro, and he loves dope. Bro. 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 21, a little disappointing for me. I had him at number 12, but Bobby Lashley comes in at 21, 328 total points. What do you guys think about this spot for Lashley? That's a little low, actually, I feel like. for Well, that's probably part my doing because he ain't on my list. And that's, again, a byproduct of not watching much WWE over the last year. And the things of his I did watch was all Omas bullshit. So, you know, obviously yeah. haven't really seen the best of him, but very, very much looking forward to the Seth match. I mean, he killed yeah, it during be- the pandemic era. He killed it when they came back to crowds. Like, he was doing his damn thing, so. Yeah, I love Bobby. When I was making my list, I was back and forth. I mean, I had Bobby as high as seven at one point. So, you know, seeing them coming at 21, I think it's a little bit low. But there are so many talented wrestlers right now that, you know, at this point, it, it really is what it is. And number 20, number 20, it's all about the boom, baby. Adam Cole, 326 points. I guess 19 and 20 are tied. They both have 326 points. I don't think either one of you guys have a problem with Adam Cole or where he's at on this list. Do you think he should be higher or is he okay? I didn't have him on mine. Fuck off, really? Again, I got a lot of New Japan. I've got some Noah guys on here. Yeah, I mean, I think his AEW run has been good, not great. And yeah, I just think there's guys better than him right now. But I'm fine with it. I like it. I'm I'm an Adam Cole guy. I got the first AEW t-shirt, so fuck. Yeah, he hasn't had the greatest year, so kind of a a good spot for him right there. It's not the worst, but... All right. All right. Like I said, 20 and 19 both came in at 326 points. Totally different all around athletes. Number 19, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, 326 points. What do you guys think about the beast in the spot? Yeah. I was that maybe a little higher. I think he could have ended up, but like he's he's had a pretty solid year for himself, so He's always great, so. Won't surprise you not on my list. He's been great as of late, I should say. But from afar, I enjoyed the new Brock character for sure. But, again, he's someone that's never really massively moved the needle for me. But I'm fine to see him here, whatever. But he wouldn't have sniffed, didn't sniff my list. 
Yeah. So like I said, this process of collecting lists has been about six to eight weeks for me. So when I started this, Brock was in the heavy thick of things with Roman and SummerSlam. So Brock was like number six for me because what he was doing was fucking amazing and fascinating. Now, fast forward two months and there are so many people I want to get on this list. Brock's all the way, all the way off my list. (laughs) I just, I mean, my, I have Okada at one and Osprey at two and it's crazy in those two months. Like I would have easily flipped those two. Like that was a big change for me. Other than that, it would have just been little, but yeah, just looking through that, a lot can change in two months. I think I put Osprey. I think I'm going to put Osprey at one if I yeah. did, but I'm 100 sure. I'll be well, Osprey. This well, Osprey got man. two. He got two number one votes, and I, we'll take okay. a look at all the number ones here in a little bit. But yeah, so Brock Lesnar comes in 19, 326 overall points. Number eighteen. You love to yeah. see. You love to see the yeah. representation. Yeah, and you got. Impact world, world champion Josh Alexander Love coming it. through on this list. 18, 321 points. I'll be honest with you. I did kick Brock Lesnar off my list. A guy like Josh, and to put Josh Alexander on there, I put him 24th, but a guy like Josh Alexander deserves to be on this list. No he's a doubt. workhorse. What he's done in Impact, the matches he's had in Impact, what he does on the indie scene in AAW, the dude is a fucking machine. He deserves to Phenomenal. be on this list. We need to see him in a G1, baby. Ooh, but, dude, uh, fucking I've, I've in said a G1. it. The best match I've ever seen live was him and Ishii at Impact this May, like five feet from the fucking ring. It was unbelievable. I still, I still love his match with Jonah. That match was incredible. Yeah, that was awesome, too. Um, but, yeah, that's actually higher than I had him on mine. I had him at 21, so very happy to see this. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and you see he got a lot of votes. You got a, Again, we got 15 people, and I really tried to I, – I got some really good um, – Good, good people. Good, good, good people. Reverse. Reverse. So I like. I was thinking like polars, but I couldn't think of the word I was fucking looking for. But we got some really good people who filled out this fucking uh, survey. So I, I appreciate it, and they really watch like all of wrestling, which is great. You see, Josh Alexander coming in at 27, 24, 26, 12, 19, 14, 14, 21, 13, 9, Love 18. It. So he's on that's, most people's lists. He's on a lot, of, right? And that's what yeah. I was trying to say. I don't know why I'm stumbling over my words on, but yeah, he was. I mean, I guess uh, just more that that shows that he has kind of transcended because impact is not something everyone watches so correct how can you not like he's a king how how in the hell can you overlook him he's fantastic absolutely fantastic all right number 17 and again this isn't like the best wrestler of the year it's just best wrestler overall in the world is how i asked the people to fill out the survey randy orton's been gone a lot of the year but what Randy or if Randy Orton was still around and what he was doing pre-injury, he probably would be higher on a lot of people's lists. Randy Orton's phenomenal. Some of the best work in his career before he got hurt. Number 17, the Viper, Randy Orton, 317 points. Brett, I'm sure he wasn't on your list. Justin, what do you think about the Viper and where he's at? Oh, fantastic. Randy just he's not like like, yeah, he hasn't had like since he's gonna be out like pretty much the rest of the year. We're not gonna see a lot of him. But, like, guy's always been one of the <laughs> of all time, honestly. So, decent spot. Like, I, I could see him being a little higher if he wanted to, but it's not I, en- I enjoyed on. the work I saw of his with Riddle, and I've always been a Randy Orton guy. But, yeah, again, it's just not watching WWE. Didn't crack the list. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And that's, and, that's, and that's fair because it's it's but good to have a, a someone like you who appreciates the talented people in WWE who still puts them on the list. But we get that um, 
alternative mindset from you as well. So more New Japan, Noah, Impact, A-Dub. I dig that. I dig that a lot. And Justin, yeah, you had Randy Orton in your 10 spot. So you're spot on with what you're spitting right here. Number 16, Drew McIntyre, 316 points. What do you guys think about the Scottish Warrior and his placement right here? I dig it. Yeah, I think he was, again, one of those on the very outskirts with Cole, Claudio, Malachi, Miro, those guys. So didn't make it, but yeah, love Drew. Still should have won the fucking title. And not celebrated on air after he lost. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Yes, yes. I had, personally, I had Drew at number 11, so I thought Drew should have been a little bit higher. I think Drew is just fucking gold. And yes, he should have been the one winning those titles at Clash of the Castle. Really quick, I want to take a quick uh, comment break before we keep going. Uh, Bakley, Bakley is here. Thanks for tuning in. Bakley, check out Cage My IQ. Uh, he says Brett's got a Tokyo stable going, and he's got Lashley in the top 10. High five, Tom. What's up, brother? I'll always throw it up to you. He says, God damn, there's just three amazingly beautiful human beings. What's up, Tom? We love you. Thank baby. you for tuning in. He's very excited. Josh Alexander made the top 20. So are we, and, Tom. Fantastic. And he said, and, and he gave me uh, his credentials. I started watching it um, to watch Josh Alexander versus Masha Slamovich from AAW um, this weekend. I started watching it. I got distracted. I will go back to it. High five, Tom. Thanks for tuning in, brother. And we got Bishop here as well. Thanks for tuning in, man. Maddie didn't have time to turn in his, in his list. Uh, appreciate you tuning into the show, brother. And we'll keep hammering this list. Yeah, two months. Throw it yeah, in. Yeah, two months. <laughs> people, people get busy. It's all right. It's all right, man. I ain't gonna uh, shame on on people's time. People's got valuable time. But let's I'll keep this on, list. I'll shoot on Bishop, though. That's that's kind of our thing. So, oh yeah, let's keep this train rolling. Love you, baby. So Drew right. McIntyre came in 16. Speaking of Bishop, points. this is the guy he always gets me shit about. <laughs> Great number, timing. Number 15, the Cowboy Hangman Adam Page, 310 for the, points. For the record, that is exactly where I had him. 15. So even though he's always been one of my favorites, that's where I that's where I placed him in terms of who I think is the best. But I love it. Well, that's good because Man, you did a good you, you did a good job of being fucking objective. I asked you guys, don't oh, put your, don't put your so favorite. Yeah. Be fucking objective. I couldn't have been um, more objective. It was tough. I, it was so tough. I love Hangman, too. I had him at 17. I think 15 is a, a great spot for him. Justin, what, what do you think about the spot for Hangman? I, I love that. Like, Hangman is just fucking incredible. I love Hangman. Like, I wish we'd see more of him instead of just, like, random spurts of him. Like, guy is just great. And he's gotten so much better, like especially mm-hmm. in ring, like so much better over these since he's been in AEW. Like I, he's in the elite in ring workers now, and I would have not expected that to happen this soon. So, yeah, need to see more of him. He still needs to get better on the mic and just character in general, but he's still even improved a lot in that area. But uh, I'd I'd fuck him. So <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> All right, number 14, another guy I know you'd fuck up. Big, meaty fucking man, dude. You'd love to see the respect he got. Gunther comes in at 14, 303 total points. Uh, What do you guys think about Gunther here? I love it. If this was like two, 
three years ago, he would have been top five for me for sure. Um, but again, having not seen a lot of him recently, I had him at 22. But in terms of just like pure talent and when he's on, on, he's a top fiver. But yeah, he's, I love I love this. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised. Like I, I would expect it to actually be a little higher from him, but holy shit, like you nailed it with Gunther every time. Like even with the small things he's been doing, like he's, he's just an absolute fucking beast. I have a feeling if we did this next year, he'll probably be higher. Oh no, no now doubt. that he's yeah. under Triple H and on the main roster and can be treated correctly, he's incredible. Boom. <laughs> Here's a question. Does this guy make the list if we do it today? Probably not. No, absolutely wasn't, not. Wasn't on mine anyway. Number 13. Tim's probably number one on Tim's. No, I don't even think not. I put him on the list. Not on mine. Justin did, Justin did not have him on the list. Brett did not have him on his list. He was on my list. He was actually. One, probably. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was number 16 on my list, so he was somehow a little higher um, here on our cumulative list than he was on my list. CM Punk <laughs> comes in at 13th, 290 points. No, I don't think if we did it today, he makes this list at all. We got boobirds from the both of you. I got your opinion on it. I don't think we need to dive too much deeper. <laughs> at, at this time, past it. At this time next year, I don't anticipate him to be on this list. Number 12. Okay. A guy who, if we were making this list right now today, might be higher. higher. Now. Yeah, again, yes. not higher wasn't, now. Wasn't yes. on mine because don't watch WWE, but he sure as fuck yeah. would be right now. I've been and saying a lot. He's been my favorite guy there, so I'm happy. To over be the watching. last six weeks, Kevin Owens has been unfucking believable in the ring. On the microphone, even his tweet at CM Punk after CM Punk's little fucking immature baby spout when he tweeted out the picture of him and Stone Cold and main eventing WrestleMania. Everything that that man has done has been gold, dude. Kevin Owens, number 12, 288 points. Have Kevin Owens be the one to dethrone Roman. Let's fucking do it. Yes. And if I would have filled this list out today, he definitely would be on mine, but wasn't because it was two months ago. <clears throat> but has long not been my only just saying that big guys gotta stick together. That's like, right. That's right. Oh, we, oh yeah, we got the tattoos and the beards. Yeah, baby. I love him, KO. Loving what KO is doing right now. And uh and I'm not gonna lie, I had time to change my list. Like KO was 21 about two months ago, and now he's up to yeah. seven. So See, I, I helped. Yeah. Uh, I, I helped get him up a little bit. But hey, he fucking deserves it. Justin Adams at 12. Kevin Owens comes in at number 12 overall. Number 11 is my Cody. son. My Cody. son. Cody. My other son. Cody. Oh, Cody Rhodes comes in at 11. 277 <laughs> overall points. What Where would you guys he think of been- Cody? Where would he have been if he were in AEW? Wouldn't have sniffed it, wouldn't he? He wouldn't have made my I, list. And I had him number nine. I had him at 26. I think I would have put him down there. I, I think I would have put him down there if I if we redid it, like, nowadays. Like, as much this, as, like... We did it when still, he was hot. Yeah, if he was hot, still in AEW... If he was still in AEW, I probably would have put him lower because I could not stand the AEW stuff. Yeah. He was like, that's what I'm saying. Towards the end, no one liked him. But yeah, interesting. 
All right, all right. So that's our top. Now I'm just thirty. I want to swing back over. Go ahead. There's so many Japanese guys on on my list that I just know that aren't going to make it, and it's just sad. There's definitely another Japanese guy on this list, and two guys or three guys from New Japan. I want to swing back over to that. I mean, yeah, they're my top. They're my top three. So. All right. Yeah. No (laughs) shit. So, really quick, comments before we go into the top 10. Bishop, he loves you, Brett. Oh, Ritter, what's up, brother? Thanks for checking out the show. Always check out Smackin' It Raw, the number one podcast, wrestling podcast on form up. Ritter says, I need to have Justin back on just the two of us and agree with everything he says. Well, they got <laughs> Justin and Ritter got this, like, Twitter beef going on that they've had for a few weeks now. Uh, you might want to check that out. It's pretty, pretty compelling stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Let's see what else we got in here. Ah, high five Tom talking. Ritter, he loves Justin. Who fucking <laughs> doesn't love Justin? Ah, Bishop talking about Tony Khan. Oh, Dylan's in the house. What's up, guys? What's up? What up? Thanks for, th- thanks for tuning in, brother. And uh, let's see. We got some more. We got Ritter. I wonder if Tim knows there's comments. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do oh Kate, Katie from the She Leads Showcase. Oh, Katie, oh, shit. Katie filled out a list and she's coming up on her one year anniversary of the one show. Year. Congratulations, Katie. Definitely check her show out. It was a pleasure being on there. Thank you for tuning in for sure. And uh yeah, yeah, there we go. That's good. They're talking to each other. Let's get back to the fucking list, guys. Let's get back into our top 10. Let's see who we got. Number 10, MJ. F, 264 points. What do you guys think about the kid pulling into the top 10? I love it. <clears throat> love it. Deserve it. Yeah, I had him at 13, but obviously love the guy. He's fantastic. Everyone gives him shit and says, like, there's people that say he's not good. Guy is fucking great. Yeah. Great character, great wrestler. Just he was doing some great things before he freaking went off TV, and now he's gonna start doing some great stuff like again. So was can't week wait. in and week in and week out almost always the most compelling thing on the show before he left. So yeah, fucking love him. Yeah, fascinating. I have him at 14, but I have nothing wrong with him being a 10, and obviously means a lot of people respect him. Number nine, Brett, where'd you have him? Switchblade, Jay White, 244 points. I had him at three, and he wouldn't, he would stay there right now. I'm curious where Bakley had him because I know he's obviously very high on him. All right. Yeah. Let's run through Jay White really quick. So I had Jay White at 10. Okay. Justin had him at two overall scores of Jay White. We had 10. 8, 15, 11, 20, 2, 5, 3, 14. Bakley had him number one overall. Oh, so J- this is Jay have, White's yeah. number one. And he came oh, in yeah. at 244 total points. It was it was so debatable because I almost – I remember doing the list, and I think I almost remember putting him at number one because I remember originally not being that big of a Jay White fan, but, like, he grew on me so fast, and I was just like – Dude, fucking phenomenal wrestler. He's so good. Doing amazing things in 2022. Like, psychological warfare. He's the fucking best. 
Oh, his, yeah, I'm just his, kind of his on. promos are amazing. His clapping promos were fucking just yeah. incredible, dude. I was pretty much on the board on on him from day one, but like the I've just liked him more and more and more and more each year because he just keeps getting better and better and better. And I hope he beats Okada in the Tokyo Dome, but kind of hope he does too. Sorry, I don't Okada. Think it's, I know. I don't. Uh, that's another conversation for another day. But yeah, I. Real quick, we just did my, me and Azar just did our top matches of this second trimester of the year, and it'll come out this weekend. But I personally had Jay White versus Okada at number two from the past four months. So, yeah, I loved it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it titillated his juices. Oh, oh, now now we're fucking talking. Oh, now daddy. we're talking. Uh, Bishop, yes, this will be on audio this evening or later tonight, I should say. And uh, Bakley says Jay White is the catalyst. They're the catalyst is beyond this list. All right, Bakley. All right, Bakley. But we're gonna we're gonna stick with New Japan, or really a guy who's been all over the place. I I hear casual wrestling fans just hyping the fuck out of this guy, dude. Will Osprey, two hundred and forty two points, comes in at the number eight spot. We gave him more respect. How does a guy who constantly gives this dude five-star match after five-star match after five-star match not have him in his top ten? It doesn't add up to me. What do you guys think about Will, Will Ospreay in the eighth spot? Should be number one. He's, no, he's it's definitely a tough debate there to say he's not. Like, yeah, that's guy all I, outstanding. I had him at number one in 2019 as well. And he's I don't a, know what I He's a completely different. He's a completely different wrestler now, and even better. Um, he's he, promo and character work has gotten a lot better. I used to hate his selling as a baby face because all he would do is just yell. Now he knows how to actually sell. Um, he's the complete package. Never seen anybody like him. I mean, remember when he and Ricochet were like on the same plane? Dude. Love me some Ricochet, and that match against Carmelo was awesome, but. Ricochet didn't sniff this list. Will Ospreay no. is the best wrestler in the world. Boom! All right. And if you want to look at I don't know. I don't remember where to put Ospreay, but oh my God. Like he is definitely, there's always, a, there's never really, it's hard to debate that the guy yeah. isn't the greatest in the world right now. He, like it's he wouldn't top. be in my top 10, 15 of favorites, but he's the best. And I just, there's no denying it. So if you want to look at the numbers, I put him at eight. Nick put him at one. So Will Ospreay had two number one overalls, including by and Nick. He would, from... he would be my one now. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're fucking fine, bro. You're fine, man. Uh, yeah, so Ospreay had two number ones. He would have three number ones if this list was redone today. So he had eight, one from Nick from the UW pod, nine from Jeremy, 12 from Dylan, four from Justin. So you had him at four. Right, you did have him at two. You said you flipped him to one. Doesn't really make yeah. a difference, one or two at this no. point with Okada. Yeah. Um, he came in at 15 to a casual wrestling fan who we wouldn't have been on his list if it wasn't for AEW. So just that yeah. AEW run bumped him to 15 on this dude's list. That's he came in at, Yeah, then he uh, – doesn't. it looks like he didn't show up on Devin's list, Ritter's list, Patterson's list. Katie's list. He was four on Bakley and one on Ivan. So he came in at 242 overall. So 
that's a hell of a showing for, for yeah. I'm from still happy about that with this group, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm yeah, I am thrilled. I'm, so I'm thrilled. Happy. I'm thrilled Okada is still up here too. So. I'm he didn't make the list, bro. Wait, are you serious? Oh, I'm just God. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm really I'm really impressed overall overall with this list, dude. We got some of the yeah. bad guys in Japan guys. We got Josh Alexander, and we're getting the, the sure. high profile, the Jay White's Will Ospreay. Much better than PWI, I'll tell you that. Much, much better. Number seven, yeah. the, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, 235 points. By look on your face, Brett, did he make your list or not? He was number 30, and that was just as like a uh, lifetime achievement. Um, yeah, he's one of the best wrestlers ever, but not today. I mean, he's just nowhere near what he was. And he, again, I haven't watched WWE much yet. The match with Danielson on SmackDown a few years ago, whatever, was awesome. But like, what great matches he had in the last two to three years. And I, I'm not throwing it. It's just I think this is way too high for him. Disappointed yeah. at the edge. I'm disappointed the edge. Yeah, freaking exactly. Bad. Like, yeah, like I feel like it's he's been more disappointing in what I've seen over these last few years than not. And well, again, I think a lot. I think a lot of, of it has to do with one of the greatest of all time. No yeah, doubt. right. And I think a lot of it has to do with his storylines have been shit. He had that horrible yeah. tag team with Omas for like two years that he wanted to do. He hasn't been in any title, like actual singles title programs, and God knows how long. But yeah, I think this this is more or less a lifetime achievement award for him. I personally had him at fifteen. Justin, you had him at six, so you love the phenomenal mm-hmm. one. Your reaction when he showed up, I think, um, you know, was was that of a positive one overall? Where I think right. where AJ shined was he had a lot of votes, so he came in at 15, 4, 18, 22, 3, 9, 6, 24, 30, kind of all eight, over the place, 10, mm-hmm. 19, 5. So you got to remember, if you don't get a vote, you automatically get 31 points. So if yeah. you're coming in at 13 on the 15 lists, you're, you know, yeah, even, even if it's not higher, you know, if you're not in the single digits, it's still a good representation of where you're going to, you're going to end up lower because you're on all those lists. So AJ, maybe it's a lifetime achievement award. I think that if they don't book him better over the next year, he is going to not, he's not going to be so high when we do this next year. Number six. I'm just happy he's high up because being a, AJ is legit like my favorite wrestler like of all time like right now like just getting to follow him through like TNA days and you know now him being in WWE like I didn't get to see any of his new Japan stuff and I wish I did so bad but I've seen like highlights and stuff of it but like I still remember that Royal Rumble night when he showed up and everybody's like, there could have been a way better way to debut AJ. And I'm like, how about no? Because I still got to fucking mark out like a goddamn lunatic when AJ Styles showed up in the fucking Royal Rumble. Don't take that goddamn moment from me, damn it. If only the camera work was a little better. Remember, because they just showed Roman. I know it was still amazing, but I liked it just because we didn't know what the fuck was happening. That's true. That camera cut over to him. I just remember losing my goddamn mind that night. Just that when he, I'd happily uh, send you some New Japan links of some matches because there's some good ones. Suzuki Suzuki in the G1 2014, outstanding, and then Okada 2015 Dominion, probably the two top, but. 
couple great matches with Tanahashi. Yeah, there's some good shit. I mean, he was only there like less than two years, but uh, or it was about two years. But yeah, he ruled. Well, he's AJ fucking Styles, and he does. They just need to get him back on the right track, and I think he'll be feeling. It's not that he's unmotivated; he just hasn't fucking done anything. But let's rip the comments really quick. Ritter goes weird. You guys just started making people up all of a sudden. I love when we get into the New Japan shit, and that's fucking classic. Bakley defending Osprey says he wrestled in three promotions last year. Of course he did. Ritter is number one guy, and actually, <laughs> the, the Great Khan got one first place vote. It was from Ritter. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> he goes, uh, "Well, there's no Great Khan and him being ranked above the true leader of the United." He Empire is our is Lord and Savior. Yeah, he said uh, right. Seth Rollins is greater than Will Osprey all day. No, no, so, no, no. A couple, a couple so. of back and forth comments here. Ritter loves his uh, his great Ocon, so I mean, he got, he got <laughs> first place vote. So I, I love that he's sticking with it. So we had AJ Styles at seven, number six. We're staying in New Japan. Wow. More fictional characters, or one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, Kazuchika Okada, two hundred and twenty-five points. Gentlemen, how do you feel about Okada being in the spot? He's higher than I thought he would be, so obviously thrilled. Um, I clocked him in at number one here, would have been two, but when he's on, there's nobody better. And uh, that 700-plus day title run he had, that's like when I was getting into New Japan and just epic after epic after epic after epic for two years with all sorts of different opponents. He's a fucking king. Yeah, that's when I got into New Japan, too, was the 700-plus the day title yeah. run. It's just yeah. like, bro, see, the first time just seeing Okada, I was like, holy shit, I see why people fucking love him. Yeah. Why he's so goddamn, like, praised as one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, holy shit. So the first time I saw him was the match against Kenny, Wrestle Kingdom 11. <laughs> I see it. And I'd heard of Kenny and like he was getting a lot of momentum at that time. I'd never even heard of Okada because I was blind to New Japan at that point. And watching that match, knowing what Meltzer had said and the ratings and all that, like I'm like, I got to watch it. I just assumed Kenny was going to win because I'd heard of him. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this guy's just the best wrestler in the world. Okay, I get it now. So, yeah, he's he's a king. Yeah, he sure is. And, and you both had him at number one, so you definitely helped propel him into this spot. I had him at number I had him at number six. He is a king for sure. I love everything that he does. Uh, he is definitely the best wrestler in New Japan. You have I had him at six, Nick had him at six. We had seven, a five, a seven, a one, a nine, a one, a twenty, wow. and, and an eight. So the people who and did he rank probably him, wasn't on a good amount of lists too, right? Yeah, right. He wasn't on like five or six lists. So the but people the who ones did that rank he was, him, he was high. Yeah, ranked him like fucking crazy. He did not make or let's see, Katz Kuchi Uganda, Katsuchi, sir. Uganda. <laughs> he did not make Ritter's list. Um, too so... bad he missed Titty Suernado earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. What's it, it, Ritter? What is Shingo Takagi? By the way, I don't know if I've heard that one. Shingo Takagi. In my it's personal like favorite, Ichi. Ichi did not make the list, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. That was another one. Ishii, Hiromu, both of the Tanahashi didn't make it. This is insane. I, we, I know we needed to pull more. Watch uh, more, more New, New Japan, Japan guys. All right. Man, all right. Let's, 
All right, we're into the top five. We're into the top five. Number five, Kenny Omega, wow. 188 points. What do you guys think about Kenny being so high, even though he's been out for a year? Yeah, this was really tough for me because he'd been out for so long. And when he is healthy, he is one of the greatest, even still. He's not as good as he was. But um, I had him at nine, and I had a lot of trouble ranking him. But, yeah, this I think this is about right. And I'm happy with it. Just because I don't like what he's doing, a lot of the stuff he was doing in AEW don't mean I don't think he's one of the yeah, not one of the fucking exactly. best wrestlers in the fucking world. Guy is fucking outstanding. Holy shit! I had the same issue with Abushi. I think I ranked them nine and ten because, like, they are two of the greatest, but we haven't seen both of them in about a year. So God, those two, those two were like the toughest for me to rank for sure. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well you got time but by, by the time you come on my show have me a name for shingo takagi so isn't that isn't that the name isn't that, that the is name? right there bingo oh, you bingo. got me shingo takagi bingo you got me oh, I was, you're fucking epic bro i thought it was like we got him in terms of he couldn't think of something all right I'm <laughs> shingo takagi bingo you got me boom bingo you got me Ritter says Kenny can't fight, but we had Kenny coming in at number five. I'll read off his rankings right quick. We had, I had him at five personally, Nick him at three. We had 11, one, Justin, you had him at eight, Brett, you had him at 10, Patterson, eight, a six, a four, a three, and a three, bringing up this 188. So he was off of a couple people's lists. Number four was my number one. Yeah. Moxley, 148 total points. We're getting into the thick of it right now. Like, if you don't, I think you should know who's left at this point. But John Moxley comes in at 148 points. He was left. Four. He was left off of a couple people's lists, which surprised me. Um, I guess he's not everybody's cup of tea. But Brett, you had him at four. I had him at one. Justin, you had him at 11. Any problems with him at four here? Or is this the right spot? Nah. Great, love it. Hell no. Like, just Love because it. people see him as the third wheel of the shield, but can't tell me the guy's not fucking killing it nowadays. Like, guy's freaking outstanding, even though he does a lot of, like, hardcore wrestling now a lot most of the time. But when he actually is, like, just in there wrestling with everybody, can't freaking say he's not fantastic, so... Yeah, some people say he's the third best in the shield, but two out of the three in this room don't believe that. That's for sure. I had him at four, and I had those other two losers at 19 and 20. So suck off. (laughs) Well, I had had one at one, the other at two, the other at three, and I went back and forth and back and forth again. I had two months. What Moxley has done over the last two months has been fucking – incredible the way he's carried AEW plus like Justin said the way he went around the Indies and did his thing with GCW and really helped put that promotion on the map over the past like 12 months at this point it's been about a year John Moxley is that fucking dude Moxley had a one from this guy his only one a seven he was off a list a six an eight off a list five off a list 11 seven four seven three 18 five four Bringing it to 148, number four overall. Should have been in the top 10 of the PWI 500. Should have been in the top five of the PWI 500. I don't get it. Number three, his BCC partner. 
a guy we're going to talk about here in a little bit, and we're going to talk about this match. Brian Danielson mm. comes in at number mm. three overall, 127 points. Gentlemen, thoughts? Love it. I had him at five. Love it. Such a hard time because I wanted to put him at one so bad. I did. Yeah, if it, when he came in last year and had the match with Kenny and then, you know, the hangman, like he would have been two for me probably. Uh, but, yeah, he couldn't couldn't get out of the top five. He's unbelievable, and he's going to be your next AEW world champion, and I predicted that long ago. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted to put him number one so much because it doesn't matter who the fuck he's facing with. The guy mm-hmm. just – Tears it down every time, no matter what. And I'm like, fuck, I wanted to put him one so bad, but it was, like, debatable. I'm happy to see him this high. I didn't think he'd be quite this high. So, uh, yeah. Deserves to be that high because he's no a freaking incredible wrestler. Yeah. Best in- in-ring worker in the world. I need him versus Okada badly. Going back uh, to, Mo- to Moxley, Ritter says he did not make his list. No, he did not make your list. You want to keep Mox down. He prefers great value, Moxley. Mr. Tim King. Oh, I'll take that all day, dude. The wife kind of sees it a little bit, too. I don't, but I'll take it all day. Even then, Ritter says, had Moxley, or has John Mox ever beat Riddle into embarrassment? (laughs) Didn't think so, so suck it, Brett. (laughs) Never had the the opportunity. I love it. Too funny. Let's keep this train rolling. We're on, you know who our top two are. It's just a matter of who is number two. Who is number yeah. one? Number Again, they two. were 19 and 20 on my list. Um. <laughs> I, had them, I, had them, I had them two and three, and I flipped back and forth. I am a shield mark. They are the three best wrestlers in the world overall character-wise, and to me it's not close. But number two, let's, th- let's throw him up. I'll acknowledge him, our tribal 20, chief. 20. Roman, <laughs> Roman Reigns comes in at number two, 100 points overall. Brett, clearly you're not happy. No, Justin, I mean, what do you think? Brett, I mean, on, no, Justin, you got it. He, we, we go, we all gave him shit before the tribal chief character and like, oh, his wrestling kind of sucks and all this stuff. But it's like, again, he says he's on God mode. The wrestling is there now. It's like, it's, it's untouchable at this point. Yeah, I'm obviously joking somewhat. And, yes, I did have him at 20, again, for all the reasons we've already talked about. But, yeah, of course, I've been incredibly impressed. I think he should have lost the title. I, to me, to me, it's gotten a little stale. The matches have gotten worse. Obviously, the Lesnar one, notwithstanding, drew to. But, like, I think there was a lull for me again. The Finn Balor fish thing is was still just fucking stupid. But, yeah. <laughs> He's too high for me, but again, I've re- mostly enjoyed this run, absolutely. Um, and it's very impressive what he has done. And yeah, he he has finally put it all together, and I'm very happy to see that as well. For someone who did watch WWE for so many years and years and years, um, very, very happy to see him get to the spot that he's at now. It does need to come to an end, though, very soon, because... Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to run its course a lot, and but I don't know how much longer you keep it going. For me personally, here, I'll just read some of the names above him on my list where it's like I can't physically put him over Go Shiyazaki, Kanosuke Takeshita, Hiroshi oh, Tanahashi, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiromu Takahashi, Katsuhiko Nakajima, 
all these made up names that I'm saying. But like, there's no way I could put him over any of them because those are all guys I've watched and loved very, very closely for the last few years. Whereas Roman, I've just kind of seen from afar, but I can great, I can appreciate his greatness, no doubt about it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of names for you to come up with. Bingo, you got me. I was thinking about Ritter the whole time. Ritter goes, I think, right in seizure. Oh, uh, shit. It's too funny. Well, we know who number two was. That leaves only one person, and one person only to be number one. And I can't do it justice, but I'll try. Oh, oh. And it wasn't even close. Wow. 30 whole points. The only guy to stay under triple digits. Seth Rollins comes in at our number one wrestle, male wrestler, 70 total points. What do you guys think about Seth Rollins, guys? It's another one that's hard not to debate. Like, it's hard. You can't debate it. Like, Seth is fucking killing it. And he, even when he's just everything he does, he's fucking killing it. He's fantastic in the ring. Like, the character is absolutely fucking enjoyable like he's just again he's one of those people that's like if somebody put him on top like we have him here it's again it's it's hard to debate like to say like it's hard to disagree the entire time like he's he's up there yeah there's a reason i had him at 19 and not 20 i like him and think he's better than roman and for the same reasons i'm not going to put him above Go Shiyazaki, Kanosuke. No, I'm not going to run again. But, yeah, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. If I'd been watching and following WWE more, I'm sure he'd be higher up on my list. But, uh, yeah, he's unbelievable. Even when he came in and had that first title run, turned on the shield, like, that shit was gold. And he's, you know, had that injury and kind of struggled to get back to the top. And then he did as the baby face and it was great. But yeah, right where he's at now is the best he's ever been. And uh, it's awesome to see. Yeah, he's incredible. He's always been incredible. The Shield's incredible. They've always been incredible. It's so great to see the three of them and fucking Brian Danielson on top of the world. It's great to see guys like Okada and Will Ospreay and Jay White fucking get their recognition right now. A couple of things I want to point out before you move on to AEW. Brian Danielson got all the way up to third place without one first place vote. He did run, he, he ran through some amazing scores. He had a four, a two, a three, an 18, a two, six, four, three, four, five, ten, four. He was left off of Katie and Bakley, though. What's up with that, Katie and Bakley? No Brian Danielson Whoa. love there. But the other two guys, Roman Reigns had three first place votes. He was voted, he was in everybody's poll. So he got an all 15. And Seth Rollins, four first-place votes. He got on everybody's as well. Seth, you saw a three, a five, a six, one, one, two, three, five, two, 19, six, one, one, six, nine. So, Brett, you were the only one who had Seth in double digits even. That's how impressive <laughs> That's, Seth that fucking is pretty Rollins wild. is. That's incredible. people pulled in the, what I like to call the positive bright side of the internet <laughs> wrestling community podcasters good wrestling fans wwe aw new japan impact pro wrestling independence that's who Stardom. you got who filled this the stardom that's who you got who filled this whole chart up 
And we'll do stardom when we do our top 30 women's list, which, which we'll do soon. I do want to give the people who filled out um, the list for us a shout out. Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Devin from Clark Street Wrestling. The Universal Kyle. Wrestling Podcast. Because <laughs> we're all from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Devin from Clark Street Wrestling. Kyle from the Apron Brump, Apron Bump. Jeremy and Justin, my man, from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Dylan from the World Elite Podcast. Matt Ritter from the Smackin' It Raw Podcast. My guy Brett right here from the Brain Buster Boys. Katie from the She Lead Showcase. Dan Bagley from Cage My IQ. Ivan from Circle of Debate. Eli from Minnesota. And my boys, Matt Tract and Justin Patterson. Thank Tract. you. My <laughs> boy, Big... Go I want to get a, just a few more names out there that haven't been mentioned that were kind of because I just mentioned all those and the top half that weren't there. I'll spare mm-hmm. you. Um, but El Desperado was 23 on my list, would probably be higher if I did it today because of that fucking incredible death match with June Kasai earlier this week. Watch it. I'm not a death match guy. It's the best one I've ever seen by far. Just the Desperado. El Desperado is the fucking man i think i went off on our thing last night about how much i loved him uh dax harwood he was in the honorable mentions eddie kingston Ilya dragunov obviously he got hurt but that guy's unbelievable i had him at 27 speedball mike bailey i had him at 29 just because the guy's been everywhere he's been unbelievable this year everything he's done has been awesome but uh just wanted to give those guys some love Nice. Yeah, absolutely. And you could see, you know, like I said, the hundred people got votes. You can see all the honorable mentions here. I'm not going to read all their names, but you got guys like Dragonoff, Keith Lee, Sami Zayn, Austin Theory, Jungle Boy, fucking Ricochet, Gre- the Great Ocon. Chad Gable <laughs> is on there. He is there for sure. So you know, you got you got plenty of guys as well on that list. When you do, when you pull 15 people, you're going to get it. And you saw, I think it was like 110. <laughs> total which is fucking awesome to see a couple of comments riddle says seth freaking rollins he smoked this list like he did fucking riddle katie says seth fucking rollins riddle Ritter says uh osprey osprey wishes mox wishes uganda wishes itchy wishes titty sewer wishes none of them could ever i don't even fucking just reading all those japanese names and if great okan didn't exist he would be number one so there you go. Um, thank you guys, all of you in the comments who turned tuned in for this portion of the show. Oh, are you guys are you guys ready to talk some <laughs> AE fucking W? My God, let me get some water. But yeah, proceed. All let's, right, yes. God, let let's go. The reason we are one hour into the show, and we're here for what we're here for. Now we're here to talk about what we're here for, and that's AEW Dynamite. We're going to talk a little bit about Dynamite tonight. And what's going to go on next week? Grand Slam, Archer, Arthur Ashe Stadium. That show next week is absolutely loaded. We got the BCC showdown with Brian Danielson and John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. No interim bullshit. We got the AEW Tag Team Championship on the line when Swerving Our Glory takes on the acclaimed and Scissor Me Daddy Ass. That's going to be awesome. We got Pack taking on Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. And we got a fatal four-way for the interim. But we got a fucking banger-ass fatal four-way for the interim women's championship next week between Tony Storm 
Athena, Serena Deeb, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Dynamite is fucking loaded next week. And I mean loaded. I enjoyed tonight's show personally. Justin, in the pre-show fist fight, you are iffy on it. We'll get right into it. You know how I am. I always like to start with fucking the biggest topic and the bang and then work my way backwards. So what I want to start with, and Brett, I just ran down, I just ran down Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe next week. We got four banger ass title matches next week. I want to start though with what we saw at the end of the show, and we'll work our way fucking down, do some quick predictions, and we'll get the fuck out of here. We have, and you guys all called it in the chat room. John Moxley yeah. taking on Brian Danielson in a BCC fucking match for the AEW World Championship. And I personally didn't see it happening. I thought it was going to be Hangman and Mox. Right oh. when you said it, Brian Mox, I said, let's fuck. Let's fuck yeah. like the three of us <laughs> fucking right now. <laughs> And when Mox came out, look at how sexy to end the show. Imagine if any normal person was watching this. <laughs> like any non-wrestling fan. <laughs> you know, there, Let's fuck. Let's fuck. <laughs> and my name is Father Won't You Scissor Me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped, yeah. dude. I'm hyped. We wanted a reset after we wanted a reset after All Out. Dynamite last week. If you listen to the show, we thought it was fucking amazing. This week, I thought they kept they continued right into it. Was Dynamite was good. Rampage was good. This Dynamite was really good. Killer in ring all night. But the showdown at the end of the night was fucking special. I can't wait. I guess just give me an overall feel of um, or take of how you felt about the show. How you felt about the showdown or the stare down to end the show, and let's go from there, Brett. And then we'll go to Justin. Yeah, I thought the show was great yet again. Um, opening match, Mox and Sammy was fresh, and I really enjoyed that. I loved Mox doing the fist bump when he got the paradigm shift. I know we'll get there, but that was fresh. Obviously, the main event I thought was great. Um, more physical version of their match at the pay per view. Um, yeah, I thought it ruled. I loved the stare down at the end. Um, yeah, I'm fucking hyped. Rematch from Revolution. You know, the moment I saw the bracket, I thought this was the way it was going to go. I think Danielson's going to win. I've, I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if Mox won it as much as we all love him. We know he was supposed to be on vacation. Danielson is very, very fresh in this spot. But am I going to complain if John wins? Fuck no. And again, he deserves it as much as anybody. The ace of AEW. The heart and soul. The capillaries. The blood. All of it. Um, yeah, but I'm picking Danielson for sure. Um, and I have a question for you guys once uh, you kind of talk your opinions. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking fired up. And the revolution match they had was awesome. It was a fucking war. I went four and a half stars on that, and I'm thinking it'll be that will be the floor, is what I'm kind of hoping. I'm fired up. Okay, so overall, I thought the show was good. Main event, though, I don't know. I still just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it their first match at all out, and this one I just wasn't either. Like, it's just Brian to me is so much more. Even though he likes to do a lot of 
like Matt wrestling. Like he's so much faster and he's just slowing himself down to keep up with Jericho. And I'm like, God, I don't like that at all. Like at all. I, I'm, I'm over Chris Jericho. I just, I can't deal with Jericho anymore. It's just like the stare down, like the whole handshake and the stare down at the end with Mox and, and Brian, I thought was awesome. Like, I can't wait to watch this match next week. If I had to pick a winner, I, I was saying Brian, but I honestly think you go with Moxley. Mm. You give it to Mox because I think in the end, MJF's going to use that chip and he's going to win that world title. So I would rather, because if you're going to have a rematch, if MJF cashes that chip in and wins the world title, as much as I would be all in for Brian, I would rather, you know, Mox win it and then have him because if they have the rematch, he's clearly not going to beat MJF again. Instead of Brian just sniffing the title and then not touching it again for a while, at least have it like build up to where we get a MJF Brian Danielson feud, which would be awesome. So that was going to be my question. No matter who wins, do you got – I mean, Justin obviously thinks, yes, MJF is winning the title at full gear. You think so for sure? I think he wins it next week. I think he's going to use that chip next week. Wait, I don't – no, that, it is not like a money in the bank contract. I don't, know, I don't know why everyone thinks it that. It's that not. Uh, right? Am I crazy? Like, it's not. No, but think- what But what if MJF does the walkout after, say, they, these guys go for, like, 45 minutes. They're bleeding. They beat the fuck out of each other, which we fully expect is going to be a five-star match, right? What if MJF does walk out with, an, uh, with the referee to end the night and say, hey, I have this. I want my match right fucking now. I would Boom. hate that because they've never established that that's what the chip is. Never. So, like, everyone who's saying that that's the case, like, I just don't think that's even what that means. Because that's MJ- what the chip should, If you think about it, that's how the chip should be used. Well, instead whether it, it being, should or it shouldn't, it's not. So Instead of it, being, instead of it just being like, oh, well, here's here's the date you're going to cash this chip in. Fuck that. You use the chip like he's, goddamn he's money. The number the one, he's the number one contender. That's what it means. I just, if they yeah. would have established that that chip could be used that way, then absolutely. But it's not. And Unless we don't, it's crazy. And we don't, no, and we it's don't know that that's excuses. actually going to happen. That's no, right. We don't know that that's, that's what's going to happen. But, like, MJF could send the firm out there, and we'll talk about the firm in a moment, to demolish both of the guys after the match. Then he walks out. Like, all right. So, you, Justin was making a great point. Brian wins the title. You go to full gear, and what, MJF just beats him for it? That, that's what I'm saying. No. I think Danielson right. wins and beats MJF is what I'm saying. And then MJF wins it from him at some other point. Like, but why do, doesn't that why doesn't does MJF ruin have, all of his steam? No. Why does he have to win the title right now? Just because he did this and sat out, why is he all the – and I'm the biggest MJF fan ever, but, like, this is a reset, right? The reset doesn't mean let's just give the belt to MJF. We've got we if Danielson versus Moxley. Sure, like, you I'm, can disagree with me. It's fine. Just disagree. I'm with, I'm with you. Like why? Why does Danielson have to lose? He shouldn't. So that's why I wanted to ask the question. Like I, as much as I love MJF, I don't think it's like let's just hand him the belt right now. That's how I feel. I, 
I get it. I get it. I think it would be more exciting if they did do that aspect of it where they just cash it in. I know they've never said it. They've never said you could use the chip as a cash. I would piece. hate that so much. So That's my much. thing. They've never used the chip like that because every time they do it, they just go, this is when I'm going to use it next week and all this other stuff. No one ever, they've never clarified that you can't use it that way. So that's what I'm saying. Right. If he, if he, MJF could be the first person to use it that way. And that's well, what I'm saying. That would the be chip a better has way never to... been a thing. There's never been this chip that's floated after these matches. It's always just been the winner is the number one contender. So that's how I've taken which is, this. Which is maybe he's going why to get the it could be used that way. Oh, I would hate it so much. If that so we have happened. a couple of comments really quick. Uh, I want to give Katie her props. She was the only female to fill out a list so she might have left a couple people off in a panic but thanks for filling out that list katie hell of a list for sure ritter says he doesn't want to disagree with justin so he'll stay quiet bakley says MJ, mjf could wait until revolution if he wanted to use it ritter says why yeah. crown a new champ to have him lose right away after all this bullshit oh i agree i wouldn't want brian to lose at all and he also and said that this. And don't use it like money in the bank because then it's a knockoff. A hundred and ten. So stupid. A hundred and ten percent agree. Again, unless they'd established it, and it would still be stupid. But like, if he all of a sudden comes out and wins the belt like that, I would be furious. Don't we want to see him fucking earn it? Like that's the whole thing. He got fucking squashed by Wardlow, and then we're gonna have him fucking money in the bank. Talk about looking weak as shit. We need to make MJF look fucking strong. And by and earning it, losing if you mean, the Brian Daniels, having the firm come back out and beating him. If by if if by earning it, you mean having the firm come out and help him win it, then yes, I'm no. all for it, dude. Because MJF's not going to be Brian clean. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it can be something small, just like it was with when Garcia beat him. Right, but Hager's still kind of thing. right, right. But there was still but you I don't knew. Go ahead. I don't want Brian to lose right away. I want Brian to win the title. I do because he has earned it. He is obviously number four on our list. He's a goddamn world champion. He should be AEW world champion. But I don't think he should go into November and lose that belt right away. I do not. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. I just Like I'm saying, if if it goes all out and he just doesn't freaking nothing happens and Brian wins the title, I'm all in for it. Even if Mox wins the title again, I'd rather it happen. I'm fine with it. Like I said, but if it's going to end up happening where this chip comes into play, like immediately after this match, something's it's, it, it would be safer to go with Moxley taking the loss than having Brian take a loss and then not get the title back immediately like that. Yeah. So Bakley says hangman actually used the chip at full gear last year. Ritter said, let MJF, win with his diamond ring this is thing yeah, yeah i love it fine and it sounds like i want brian to lose he says i don't want brian to lose if brian were to lose i would want it to be within cashing that fucking thing in and using it that way i don't really have a problem with it if they used it like on the spot like that and then that way brian doesn't look weak he just won and sure mjf looks but like MJF a coward but weak. isn't that isn't that who mjf is though like isn't that how mjf wins hasn't he I always guess- I guess so, I'm just still sour. I maybe I'm just still sour about the way he went out and the way he got fucking squashed. I hated that so much because no, I he, hate 
too. He deserves better than that. And he deserves better than cashing in a bullshit chip to win, despite his character. Again, it's just weak, weak shit and a fucking copycat off WWE, which they don't need to be doing. And I don't think Hangman chose. It's just he won that. He's the number one contender. Full Gear was the next pay-per-view. And that's what I think is happening here, too. It's not a I get to pick when I get my title match. I would actually be surprised if he doesn't use it. Like, I would actually legitimately be surprised. If he it's doesn't actually, it's in, it's in Newark, so isn't that right in fucking? The, that's the East Coast. That's fucking his backyard. So why wouldn't he use it there, right? Oh, you guys think that's actually? Oh, I would be, I'd be a WWE fan if that happened. I'd be so mad. No, 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 no. I don't think the cash in's happening. I'm saying that full gear is in. Isn't that Newark? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or it's definitely going to happen there. So that that's would be the I'm spot. Saying. Yeah, so that'd be he's going to be a face there. And Brian still comes out of the heel locker room, so it's not like fucking he is like this gung ho big face, anyways. And Brian, I don't want Brian to win the title and lose it in two months, like Ritter said. Especially after all the drama that's just happened, I you want to get a champion and you want to sustain it, especially a champion like Brian who can add, put credibility on that belt and respect on it right away. But let me ask you guys, MJF's promo tonight was very indicative that it's Moxley, 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 Moxley. And I don't know if he's just doing that to throw us off the, that it's going to be Brian. That's what I think. What What did you guys think about, and well, what did you guys think about MJF's promo overall, I guess? Then we'll talk about the firm right after. Not his best work. I yeah, didn't think was, it was, I, I didn't really like it, actually. Um, yeah, yeah really. what was the point? He came out after Mox had the match. I thought it was, one of his weaker efforts, period. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just – I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, this was definitely, my, like, my least favorite, like, MJF promo because literally yeah. the first thing he goes to is talking about Mox being a drunk. And I'm just like – but then he immediately went to the fact that he's sober. And I'm like, so why the fuck did you bring up the fact that he's that he's drunk if he's sober now? Like, this doesn't make fucking sense at all, like – why he went there and it was just like yeah this didn't work and he overdid the cheap heat to a degree that he's never done but like how many times did he yell shut the hell up right he usually does that like once or twice but it was like seven or eight and it was just yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on with him right now last week was great but like i don't know i don't know yeah, this one just didn't do the just didn't do anything. Like he just like I said, him just coming out there and trying to use the whole, you know, you're a drunk and everything else like that. And I'm like, yeah, if Moxley still was nowadays, this would make fucking sense and this would be an effective promo. But it's like he went to rehab and got sober, and it's yeah. just like now you just look kind of dumb saying that right now. Like it just was like, wow, this is like the weaker MJF promo. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I don't know his and all that's all that screaming, all the focus on the fans, all that focus just on Mox. He barely mentioned Brian, and she's like, and if it's Brian or Jericho, you'll get it too. I don't know. It just felt like very Mox centric. Like that. I mean, maybe maybe because Mox at that point was the only finalist, you know, that we for sure knew of, and they've got history, and he brought that up. You know, I'm not the same kid when we fought the first time. But yeah, maybe it is just throwing us off and sowing seeds for another future rivalry. I don't know. 
Cool, cool. Let's do a little quick in-ring before we move to the firm. So what did you guys think about Moxley and Guevara? I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, the end, like I said, I loved, you know, there were some nice counters down the stretch. And then when Mox finally hit that paradigm, which he'd gone for a few times, like he did that fist bump right before he got the cover. I thought that was a really nice touch. And yeah, I thought they had pretty good chemistry and uh, surprised we hadn't seen that before one-on-one, but uh, it was good. Yeah, it was solid. Like I wasn't like fully like all the way invested into it like i was like it's pretty good action but it was like just in the end i was just like okay fine yeah i think we all expected mox to win so i think there wasn't a ton of uh you know whatever (laughs) it was was good it'll probably be like an honorable mention like three and three quarter star for me something like that yeah. I think it was I think it was nice that they left Ty in the back just for the beginning. I mean, I'll always say yeah. Ty on my screen. I love Ty. Everyone knows I love Ty. But I think it was nice that they left Ty in the back and they stopped the kissing and let Sammy go out there and show the people for that sure. he's a he's actually yes. a good wrestler still. And totally agree on that. He got he got over on his own skills in the ring, and that's who Sammy Guevara is. So that was dope. I like this trunks too. Cool colors. Shouts yeah, to Renee. Yeah. Shouts to Renee, friggin' Mox's wife for the whole when Ty kicks him and ticks Moxley in the dick and she tweets out and goes, next time, let your man do his fighting for himself and keep your cheap shoes off of my husband. And I was like, get her, Renee. Damn, get her. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We had uh, Jay Lethal take on Jungle Boy. I thought it was a pretty solid. In ring all night was good. What did you guys think about Jungle Boy and Jay Lethal? Yeah, I mean, for the time given – very solid. Nothing to write home about, but good action. Yeah, it was just it was a solid match, and that was about it, really. Like, there ain't really much else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, what's what's going on here? You know, where are we headed with this? You know, right. like, are, are we going to get Jungle Boy Luchasaurus at full gear? Then, all right, I'm strap me in. But how do we get? Like, are we just going to have these random challenges? I guess. What are we leading to here? And. Why Jay Lee? He was gonna. I almost figured Luchasaurus was gonna show up, yeah. like either yeah. during or after this. But yeah, he did. I kind of thought so off. too. So I'm like, yeah. so just brushing this off now, or what the fuck's going on here? Yep. Yeah, for sure. I thought I thought the in ring work again was very good in this match. So Jungle Boy getting the win, getting himself back on the right track was nice to see. And then oh, we had Sanjay Dutt was geeking me out a little bit though with like he's you're crazy, a boy. Bro. Probably, uh, I think he might have been. You're a boy. Teams. He's a man. He's a man. He was, now that he's got promoted backstage, he's into the, he's allowed in the cocaine office. So uh, I think he might have gotten <laughs> some tonight. No shit. Dude. No shit. <laughs> and we had another match. I really, really enjoyed this match. Swerving our glory took on the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, if you're in the chat, another great Swerve in Our Glory match. There was this spot where Phoenix hit this springboard Spanish fly on Swerve. Yeah, and then they got Penta, some air on that. Oh, my God. And then Penta went off of Phoenix's back and hit a Canadian destroyer on Keith Lee. It was hot. What, what would you expect from four of the best talents in the world? This match was awesome. Random-ass tag team title match in the middle of Dynamite. I'm all for it. Swerve in Our Glory beat. The Lucha Brothers, after the match, the Lucha Brothers were walking backstage. Pat cut an interview. Orange Cassidy popped him in the face with the fucking yeah, orange punch. That was awesome. Up orange and Love Pat for next week. So, overall, what do you guys think about this match? And then what do you think about the, the match that we're going to get next week? 
yeah, I thought a really good eight minute TV match, you know, that was kind of came out of nowhere. I think uh, we all figured Swerve in Our Glory would win to set up the match next week with the acclaimed. Uh, but yeah, I ain't complaining with the shoehorned in great match between two teams. But um, in the story, you know, is with uh, them and the acclaimed. And obviously, I love the Orange Cassidy stuff after too. Like that was just something you wouldn't have expected from him even though he and Pac have kind of had a bit of an eternal rivalry, it was cool to see him being the one to kind of like fuck someone up. And uh, yeah, I really liked that. I enjoyed the fuck out of the tag team title match, like random ass tag match, but I was like, okay, we'll go yeah. with this. Like, yeah. First thing I said, as soon as we were, I was, we were sitting there watching the match and I go, I know this is probably going to be a shot in the dark and it probably won't happen. I said, but the only thing I want to see in this match is a destroyer to Keith Lee, oh. and then we got the fucking destroyer, and I go, ask, and you shall yeah. receive. And I was like, thank you. That was wild. Took that like a goddamn champ. Like, yeah. just great tag match. Looking forward to Pack and Orange Cassidy next week. Like, I still remember their their match where Orange Cassidy had his, like, his debut with him, and just now we're, now we got, like, better orange Cassidy and we get this better version of pack. Like, I just can't wait to see what the hell these two are going to have running this back again. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, they, they had that singles match a long time ago, revolution 2020. Then they were in that three way double or nothing with Kenny. And then I think they were maybe in a ladder match together, but they haven't had like a one-on-one singles in a minute. Right. Since that, yeah, I don't, I don't think since that one, one since their first like Orange Cassidy's like debut or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, either. I don't think they've actually had a singles match with each other since that long. Damn, that's a long time. And interesting that we had Ethan Page referencing the All Atlantic Championship as well. So um, that could be exciting. Yeah, Bigley says Sanjay Dutt stole cocaine from EC3. Katie says Dutt for sure took a few too many bumps tonight. Yeah, he was fucking all <laughs> over the place, dude. And then Ritter says this is my favorite. <laughs> pack it up, pack him in, let it begin. Oh shit. Hell yeah. Yes. All right. So we talked about all the in-ring action tonight. There's one more thing from tonight's or I guess we didn't talk about all of it. The women's match, which I didn't mean to forget about that. We had Tony Storm and Athena take on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Serena Deeb. The heels got the win in the match with the chair shot. After the match, they attacked Tony Storm with a chair. Jamie Hayter came out, made it look like she was about to make the save for Tony, where then she pounded Tony's ass with the chair. I thought we were about to get some double big yeah. ass with Jamie thought- and Tony as a tag team. I, I, I was thinking about you, Brett. I was like, ooh, Brett is excited right now. But – Hater shirts, <laughs> she's still on the dark side, but not quite on Brit's not side. Not with Brit, yeah. And that set up a fatal four-way for the AEW Interim Women's Championship between DMD, Tony, Athena, and Deeb next week, which I can't wait for. But where's but Hater? Where's Hater? Talk, get Athena, get Athena out of here. You know what? Talk, I'm gonna I'm gonna say all. she has she has not been impressive at all to me in AEW. Not at all. And I like Ember Moon, I thought was pretty good. You know, some matches I saw, but 
sloppy tonight. The Jade match sucked. Um, I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, um, we do. I don't know. I guess uh, I was more. I was excited. It's fresh blood. I knew she was good, and uh, she's just been a bit of a letdown. And I just don't care about her in this mix. You know, uh, Jamie Hader should be in this fucking match. She should be the fucking champ. Um, at first, I did think she was maybe going to crack Brit with the chair, so that was a cool little misdirection. And also great that she's still pissed at her because you know we all talked a lot like that's a money money yes. feud. And the time is now. So, yeah, I get that she's not the champ because of that. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just really disappointed in Athena. I'm not writing her off by any means. But what do you guys think? Like, I just have been far from impressed. And tonight, there, I just felt like there were a couple spots where she was just a little off. Yeah, Katie says, don't, don't we all wish we could pout Tony's ass in? I mean, fuck yes. Don't we fucking all? And yo, Ritter. I didn't almost just forget a Tony Storm match because of Tony Storm. Like Brett just said, it's it was kind of just forgettable and it was random and thrown together. I would wish they would have just kept Sheeta. I don't know why they added Athena to it. Justin, I'm sorry for cutting you off. But yeah, Athena, I love Athena. She's my local warrior wrestling women's champion. I loved her in NXT. She didn't do much on the main roster, but I love Athena and everything she brings to the table. But she hasn't done much. Yeah. In, w, or in AEW, her feud with Jade was awful. It was based around her feuding with Layla Gray and the baddies. The match, I, I didn't even see it. It was so fast that all out. I went to get fucking hot dogs. By the time I got back, it was over. Like, how did I miss the whole yeah. entrance and the match? Like, it just, and again, you can maybe say it's booking, but I don't think she's been rather impressive at all. Just like Tony yeah. Storm hasn't been impressive. Just like Ruby Soho wasn't impressive. You can say all you want about Tony Khan not putting these women in the right place, but Ruby got multiple title matches for multiple belts and was not impressive. Tony is the the women's champion and has not impressed me. She finally started showing a little bit more emotion, which I mean, but she looks robotic. And if you put a mic in front of Athena, she will never produce good work. So keep that mic fucking far away. You know who has been impressive? Jamie fucking hater. Let her shine. Give her opportunity. God damn it. And you know who else Justin. is impressive? God bless her soul, Chris Statlander. I miss you. Oh, man. Two major injuries. And I feel like she was just getting back to clicking. Well, I, I feel like the, A- the AEW women have been great. Stat's been great, dude. I think Penelope Ford is very, very underrated. I think Ty Conti is fucking phenomenal. Sheeta's she fucking was. phenomenal, dude. All these AEW women get, and it's the same thing with the men. They get thrust away when they bring in the ones who are released from WWE. When at the end of the day, if they would have just put a little bit more stock into what they had, maybe their women's division would be a little bit better. Justin, sorry again. (laughs) So, first off, since you brought up Warrior Wrestling, I'm disappointed they changed that tag that tag match with the Lucha Brothers. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh man. Also, I, blame Tony, I blame Tony Khan for that, but I do. Yeah. I, blame, I blame Tony Khan for that easily because that's BS. We have to get Briscoes and Lucha Brothers, and you go, yeah, but we want to have that before you. So no, change that. Like fuck off with that nonsense. <laughs> and Brett bringing up Chris Statlander, like I hope they're not waiting for Statlander to come back to take the TBS title off of Jade because it might be. That's just not good. That's first off, way too long of a wait. 
And second off, do you really even want to try to like put the stock into stat if she's just really kind of injury prone right now? Like I love Statlander, but it's like, do you really take the chance anymore right now of putting the title on her and like what? what give her the title and then she gets injured again and then we have an interim tbs title next and it'll just be like that's the thing that worries me so much with her i mean the tbs title shouldn't even exist correct now i mean like they couldn't even figure it out with one belt like it just seems like i just don't care about it and i'm someone who's been mostly pro jade obviously she's not great in the ring but the presence the look you can't teach that um but yeah i just don't give a fuck about the tbs title and uh yeah uh stardom that's all i gotta say yeah for the the tag match this tag match i was disappointed just like just like earlier with the with the tag title match as much as i love the match i was disappointed that two-thirds of the trios champions had to eat a pin for no reason and then Tony ate the pin in this tag match, and I was just like, you could have pinned Athena. But, like, it, it was what it was, the tag match. Like, I, when Jamie came out, I'm like, yes, this is where you nail Britt. Yeah. And then she hit Tony, and I'm like, okay, apparently she still likes being a lackey. But then she walked <laughs> off and kind of gave her the death stare, and I'm just yeah. like, why the fuck did you give her the death stare? You were right there. All you had to do was punch her in the fucking face. She said, oh, I just want to hit Tony because of course I do. Like, no, you fucking square up and you punch Brit in her damn face. Uh, God, I'm, like, I, I'm okay with a slow build on this, though. Like, I thought, again, I wanted to see it just as much as you, but I kind of like how it worked out. Um, and I guess the question is, like, who who's the baby face in this feud? Brit or Jamie? Jamie is. You think it's Jamie? Yeah, the crowd loves Jamie Hayter. Well, that's right? true. That's true. So I put her more as the baby face. I would like Brit. to see it. Yeah, but I'm. Fine. Telling you, I think I'm still sad she didn't win the fucking oh. interim title at least. Holy like shit. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. I wanted her oh. to win. Like, yeah, me too. So bad. I think uh-huh. I think she's going to. I think she will. Hope like hopefully she will eventually, and but like. The fatal four way next week, like meh. Yeah, just who cares? <laughs> unfortunate it's it's unfortunate. I want to care. You I want to I think you have you have you have four quality women in there. Man. Yeah. I fuck, give the belt to Serena Deeb. Let's go. She's <laughs> <laughs> the best wrestler. I mean, she and Sheeta, I think, still have had probably the best women's feud in this company. The matches were awesome. awesome. Everything, like, made sense. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, so, fuck, put the belt on her. I mean, they're not going to. But, um, like, what other women's storyline has been as good and compelling with great matches along with it? It's, no, it's, it's, well, they, and it's been a they, long they time. They it literally just it. leaves up to fake who actually enjoyed the Brit Thunder feud, but that's about it. But it wasn't yeah. even the feud itself wasn't, it wasn't even, a feud, really. No, it was that <laughs> one match, and then which was fucking amazing, amazing. And then, and they, then held, they waited a year, right? Which was silly yeah. as fuck. Katie says that Stantlander's Tegan Knox herself. She thinks she was going to be the one to take the belt off Jade. Yeah. I, I do think that too. I think now maybe you bring Thunder Rosa back. And have her take the belt off Jade. I, I really don't see anyone else who could do it in the immediate future. 
But she's again, gotta, she's the she's the women's champ. <laughs> well, she's gonna she's gonna lose it to Tony once they have that match. Like that's fucking obvious. But and then Tony's Tony, gonna lose when Jade loses the TBS title. Right, they're gonna, gonna do like a fucking flip of the titles. Yeah, it's stupid as fuck. Let's just but watch Stardom. The uh, really quick, a couple more things I want to talk start. about. Then we're gonna get out of here. The firm. We finally found out what Stokely Hathaway's group is. This was a great segment. So it's called The Firm. They will only help MJF, or they will only be a collective unit when MJF needs help. Otherwise, they will all be individual entities represented by Stokely Hathaway. Morrissey is going to do what Morrissey does. I assume he's going to go after the TNT title. Ethan Page said he is going to go after PAX All-Atlantic Championship, which I'm all in on. The Gun Club will be probably the first challengers for the acclaimed tag team, the acclaimed tag team championship, and Lee Moriarty for Daniel Garcia's Ring of Honor Pure great. Championship. The so, hair, that green hair, the pants. I was loving I'm, Lee's look. I'm all in yeah. on the on the firm. What did you guys think about this? Yeah, I agree. Stokely's been nothing but pure entertainment since coming. Uh, the guy's awesome on the microphone. Uh, Bo and I have been saying for weeks, like the guns, man, like have gone from the cheerleaders that sit in first row during the pandemic and they've earned their spot. Like they were key in those shows being front row. Like people forget, like that was important to have that crowd and they were awesome. And bit by bit, they've gotten their opportunities and they've proved that they belong. And I'm happy to see them here. Was a uh, Colton, was that a new tattoo? That yes. He had on his, yes uh, that was, was bizarre. The arm. Yeah. The arm. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I love this group. These are all people I like other than W. Morrissey. I don't really give a fuck about him. But, you know, every group needs a giant. And yeah, feed him to Wardlow. Feed him all the giants. I've been saying it for months. Um, yeah, love this. Um, I'm interested to see how this is going to go forward with the MJF thing. I mean, I guess MJF is going to win the title at full gear, but yeah it was great this is awesome <laughs> i like all these guys um fun stuff all right where do i start here like <laughs> oh boy i wasn't feeling the segment i just didn't like it like following up after the mjf promo which i wasn't crazy for and then stokely starts talking and then just like everything he kept saying i got so confused i was like so you're gonna be a group when MJF needs help, but other than that, you're not going to be a group. I'm like, so why is this a fucking faction then? This doesn't make fucking sense. Like, you made this group and say you're technically associated with MJF, but now you're just like, unless MJF needs us, we don't exist. And I'm like, okay, what in the hell are you talking about now? Like, I was just so lost and just he did nothing for me at that point and I was like it I was like I have to be the only one that doesn't like this but you know what <laughs> I didn't like it that much it I mean didn't I didn't I didn't love it but I did enjoy it and uh, I, yeah I get it it was very strange <laughs> and who knows it could all be some a ruse of sorts like they're saying they're not together but they are well, going to be well, I don't people, know. Pe people, including myself, have been saying for a couple of months while he's been formulating this faction, it could be a lot like the Heenan family, where he yeah. represents yeah. all of these different people, but they're not one group. I don't know why you do that. I mean, it's an eclectic 
group nonetheless. But I think you have a monster in Morrissey. You have a leader in Page. You have the mouthpiece in Stokely, obviously. You got the tag team in the guns, and you got the lower card guy in Moriarty. It's a perfect stable. So, yeah, Justin, you're right. I don't know why you don't just come out and say, we're the firm. Like, call it a day. Right? They even have a faction name. You have a faction name, but you're not a faction when you're not working with MJF. But when you're working with MJF, you're the firm. Like, it made no fucking sense to me. Let's give it time. You know, let's see what happens. I I mean, I think a Heenan family thing could be cool. Like, there'll be... You know, some cohesiveness, but not all the time. I don't know. It's something different. So let's give it a shot. All right, gents. Before we get out of here, let's run down our predictions for next week. Moxley, Danielson. Justin, who do you got? I I, I was leaning towards Danielson, but like I said, if we're going to go with what I was talking about, like I say you go Moxley, like because if Danielson, if we're really going to use the chip that way, if it ends up happening – I would rather it be on Moxley than have Danielson only sniff the title for freaking 30 seconds and then lose it. I'm not going to get riled up again. I'm picking Danielson. All right. Not looking beyond it. I'm picking him. Let's not look ahead yet. Let's. I'm going to say for a tie with Kenny Omega, a loss to Hangman Page and a tie and a loss to John Moxley. It's time for Brian Danielson. To, to get his win, he is one of the best wrestlers in the world, as you can see on FloorCyberSports.com. He came in our number four, number of our top 30 male wrestlers in the world. Oh, number was three, three. That's right. Mox was Mox, four. Moxley was four. I apologize. I wanted Moxley to be one, but I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, three versus four here. We got – what you say, Justin? I said, if they put the title on Danielson and no fucking shenanigans happen at the end, you get absolutely no fucking complaints on my end because it is about damn time Brian gets a fucking world title. And and that's exactly where I'm at. He could have taken it off of Roman Reigns. He could have taken it off of Reigns at WrestleMania, and I would have been fine. He could have taken it off of fucking Kenny, Hangman. Now it's time, dude. Put the belt on Brian. Have it fucking credible and earn respect to it, at least before MJF takes it off of him. Interim women's title, Tony Storm, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Serena Deeb, and Athena. Brett, who do you have? Who cares? Uh, no. I, <laughs> I, again, I wish I did. Uh, I can't imagine, like I said, I give me Serena, but she ain't going to win. Athena ain't going to win. It'll be Britt or Tony. It'll be Tony. I wish Justin. I cared. I want to care. I mean, I, I got Tony retaining if if they do decide to change it, anyone but Britt. Anyone <laughs> I, but Britt. I think it w- will be a good match, and, you know, I just wish I cared more. Same here. Yeah, coming off of Fatal 4-Way at All Out, I'm not sure why they jumped right back into a Fatal 4-Way yeah. here. They got, again, four talented women here. It'll be Tony or Britt. It's got to be Tony to pay off that Tony Thunder Rosa thing. I don't know why you go to Tony just to take it off of her. So I think Tony retains this match. Fucking as close to a five star match as you were going to get it all out. It was the match on the night at all out. Swerving our glory, defending their tag titles against the acclaimed. It's got to be the acclaimed, right? Not so fast. I'm not certain it's the acclaimed. Um, I think Swerving Our Glory has been awesome. Uh, Bo and I talked yesterday, too. It's like 
let's not forget FTR. And yes, the acclaimed has shot on the scene and they are the hottest thing right now, but are they ready to be champs? You know, they've really kind of just been thrust in out of nowhere. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it, but I'm just, I'm not certain that it's going to (sighs) happen, but I'll pick them. But I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a certainty. It is in New York, so that helps. Um, but I, as much as they're hot and I love them, I wouldn't mind seeing an extended swerve in our glory run and maybe a little FTR at full gear. But what's FTR? Do, you know, what are we doing with them? Don't even get me started. <laughs> but yeah, I will pick Swerve in our glory. But to me, it's very close, and I wouldn't be surprised to see. Or excuse me, I'm going to pick the acclaimed. Is what I meant. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Swerve in our glory win. And I think it's going to be another fucking banger. I mean, if, if they're all out matches, something to go off of, this match yeah. is going to be fucking awesome. If not possibly better, like acclaimed, I, I want the acclaimed to win. They've had multiple title opportunities. They've gotten just, you just see how much more they've gotten over, over the time. Like, I'm still disappointed they didn't pull trigger at all out. Like, the, the crowd was so into that match. It was like, if they had pulled, if they had fucking switched that, like, ending and had the acclaim win, crowd probably would have lost their shit. Well, now's the time to actually let them lose their shit. Like, mm-hmm. If Swerving Our Glory retain, listen, you get no complaints because if you get me Swerving Our Glory versus FTR, it's going to be awesome. But, like, the Acclaims, had, like I said, has, has, has had so many different title matches so far, and it's like they always get so close and then lose. What like, other ones have they had? Just off the top of my head. They've had a, I, I think they've had a couple. They've, like, they've had a bunch of, like, close to title matches as far as I remember. Like, they've always been, like, near, like, number one contenders and, like, barely ever gotten their shot. They, yeah, wrestled, they, they wrestled the Lucha Bros and lost, I remember. Uh, who held the yeah. belt? I think they wrestled, and they wrestled Jungle Jurassic Express for the... Or, yeah, that, yeah. Did but, they? Both of yeah. them? I mean, but again, they were yeah. not even close to as over as no, they are No, now. but they, they'd be like sure. that number... That They'd be like that number seven team wrestling the champions. Now... Justin, like you said, Chicago was so hot for them. New York is going to be just as hot for them. There's no way that you like. I love Swerve in our glory. I love Keith Lee. I love Swerve. What they've done, the way even tonight's match, the way they've grown as a tag team, has been awesome. But you said it, Justin. The way Chicago was, you should have like pulled an audible. I don't believe that. You built them for this two week stretch. Has helped build them to that tag team title level. I didn't think going into All Out they were tag team champion material. Right now, yes. Yes, they are. And, like, the acclaimed versus the gun club for the AEW tag belts, as crazy as that sounds, is a fucking credible feud for those tag team titles. So I love how they've built, organically built these teams. The acclaimed's done a hell of a job. It's got to be the acclaimed. And then maybe FTR does go. Remember how I've been saying this for, like, months now? FTR has to go heel down the road. Maybe FTR goes heel and takes the belts off of the acclaim down the road. Possible for sure. But, but yeah, I got the acclaimed. 
Last match. This the show is banging me. Got four title matches next week. Pac, Orange Cassidy, All Atlantic Championship. Ethan Page already had tried to stake claim into that title. Orange Cassidy wants some of him of Pac. These guys have been feuding for three years. Does Orange finally get his first taste of gold in AE Dub? Justin, what say you? As cool as it would be to have Orange Cassidy win the title. Pac's been killing it with that title, and I don't think he take it off just yet. I agree. Yeah, it's t- I'd, I'd love to see Orange win it, but I agree. Maybe you have him Orange beat Pac down the line because, again, they, they have been eternal rivals, and Pac has been doing great. You know, we haven't seen it much on TV because it's been a lot overseas, which is cool. Like, I like, you know, we've added all these titles, but at least this one has its uniqueness. I mean – um, and Paige, I guess, being Canadian, he wanted it. So it's been, it's got some international flavor. Um, but yeah, I, I think Pac will win this, but I'd fucking love to see Orange get it. But Pac is my pick. Oh, man. This one is so <laughs> tough. I thought we were going to have an easy trans- transition. Ethan Page takes the title off of Pac. And there you go. There's your new All Atlantic champion. <clears throat> Orange needs a belt at some point like i get he's their Dolph ziggler he's their workhorse he's their in-ring star but you need to put the belt on it and give some gratification at some point i'm taking orange i don't know why you do this match if you're not putting the belt on orange and then i do think or i think orange is going to be a transitional champion and ethan page will take the belt off of him at full gear but I want Pac to win. I love Pac. I love Pockets. But I think I think Pockets gets the win here, and I'm not going to cry about it. Death, Tri- Death Triangle's got the trio's belts. Give Pockets a title. Let him celebrate in Arthur Ashe. And it'll be a shock. I don't think anyone really expects him to go over Pac. So let's go, let's go Pockets. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a pretty sweet show. Four title matches. It's going to fucking rock out. We get to see Action Bronson next oh, Friday yeah. on Rampage. I'm excited <laughs> to see what he's got. He cut a cool no, promo tonight. Rampage might just for that because I want to see what he's going to do. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And I, with the 2.0 guys, like what better yeah. people to put him in with? Like, And yeah, those guys fucking rule. Rock. Rampage does look a little piss poor again this week. I was excited they had two good weeks of Rampage in a row. This yeah, week, they're featuring Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy had a vignette. Oh, God, Darby yeah. Allen. Yeah, and I was just like, <laughs> why? Why are you doing this to Matt Hardy? I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Matt Hardy's got his show on again. He's just fucking turning babyface heel, babyface heel, babyface heel. Yeah. I was keep him off our out. keep him off our TVs. Yeah, like there's way way too many other people. Yeah, you've had a fine career, Matt, but it's time. To- no, never again. That was disgusting sure. when I saw that, dude. I know you want to get Darby <laughs> on TV, but that was fucking a gross, gross, gross way to do it. You got Samoa Joe and Josh Woods for the ROH TV title, solid, which yeah. is fine, random yeah. but fine. Yeah. Penelope Ford is wrestling, which is always a pleasure. And mm-hmm. there was one other match, but it's really not a significant, important card at all. So Rampage kind of fell off this week. Gentlemen, 
thank you so much for fucking joining me tonight. We ran down our top 30 men in the world. Did a little dynamite recap, a little dynamite preview for next week. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No. No. <laughs> Good. This has been great. Good. Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me only on Twitter at Justin Time 211. In Time Wrestling Podcast. Brand new episode out. We took a trip back to 2019, covered NXT TakeOver Toronto. Got another one coming soon. We're doing Rebellion 2002, which is going to be very interesting to do a Rebellion show, especially due to the fact that there is no story built in these matches. It's just matches. So this should be very interesting. Hell yeah, brother. Thanks for joining us. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you. Brett, always happy to meet you guys. Absolutely. At Brainbuster Boys, Twitter, Instagram, all Brainbuster Boys on all major podcast platforms, Visionaries Global Media, all major platforms. Pla- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we just put out an episode just basically recapping Dynamite, talked a little football, and this weekend we'll have mine and my guest Alex Azar's top 25 matches of the second trimester of 2022 always a fun one and uh yeah that's it that sounds like a fucking blast of an episode and again gentlemen thank you so much for joining me to everyone who joined in the comments everyone who tuned in thank you so much we'll be back live tomorrow night i'll be joined by dylan of the world elite and atb saints podcast and my buddy Mike Dog, and hey Nick uh-huh. from the UW Pod, but we ain't gonna be talking about wrestling. We're gonna be here talking some foosball, watching the Chiefs Chargers game, giving our Week Two NFL predictions. It'll be a lot of fun. Brett, when you're off of work, feel free to join us if we're still live. I'd love to have you. But the Wrestling Index Podcast you can find right here, Floor Sniper Sports YouTube, FloorSniperSports.com, all audio platforms, and Visionaries Global media chat appreciate you putting us on there again for all of you who tuned in listened thank you so much justin brett is a fucking pleasure thank you for joining me we 